0: Do us a quick favor guys, hit the follow subscribe button, share this with someone who would benefit from it, and help us grow, as the more we grow, the better the episodes we get. Thanks guys for helping us, and let's get into the episode. Welcome back to this episode of the Sculptive Podcast. Today, we are going through chapter something of Relentless. Now, the reason why I say chapter something is because I only counted from the back how many chapters we've got left. And, oh, is that another one? Maybe we've got three left. Maybe we've got three left. But, yeah, okay, we've got three left. By the end of today, we're up two. Because that's like maths. don't know if you know about that, but it's like this complicated thing. Anyways, maths, it's good. Um, When you're a cleaner, you trust very few people. And those you trust better never let you down. Now, trust way too many people. I tell you this right now. Uh, i I definitely trust too many people wh- when I meet them for the first time when I start doing x y and Z with them I put way too much faith into people and I'm not gonna lie it's not the best thing but also I think it's still the right way to approach it because i, I do think that you should kind of give people the benefit of the doubt because you don't want to you don't want to put people in in categories just based on an interaction or based on x y and Z but it's difficult because you also then don't want to... Like, naturally, as humans, we're habit machines. It's efficient. Habits are efficient. That's why they... Well, when you do something automatically, it enables you to do it, uh essentially, better. So we are habit machines. And when we label people to be X, Y, and Z, it's actually just conserving energy. So that's that's why we do it. Now, where, where this comes into things is if i'm labeling someone as uh someone who i immediately shouldn't trust or if i just label all people as that then that's going to come back to stab me in the in the rear end um so the way to do that i wouldn't like to think and and also i'm definitely not good at this uh but maybe thinking in a in a very analytical way here is approach it as if you should trust no one in the back of your head trust no one but at the front of your mind, when you meet someone, give them the benefit of the doubt that they are trustworthy. Go into the conversation thinking, oh, I can trust you. I've known you for you know 10 years, even if you've just met them for the first time. You, you act like you can trust them with everything, but obviously don't disclose things that you can't trust them with. But what I mean by that is approach the situation potentially like that. Uh, and the, there'll be red flags. There'll be all these different things uh, without disclosing anything to sensitive that should be you know general conversation you shouldn't disclose anything outside of that until you can start to build that trust now again i've had so many people you know stab me in the back i've had i've trusted too many people in my life uh but also again i i still do believe that you should give people the benefit of the doubt because there will be that one person who you can trust completely and that's going to change your life. So potentially, weighing it up, let's say 1 in 10 you can trust. And 0.5 out of 10, that one person is going to ruin your life potentially. Or maybe it's even less than that. So do you weigh that risk and you trust everyone with the same intention? Or how, how do you go about it? Honestly, it's a very difficult one to navigate. And I'm going to always leave that up to interpretation. But for example, in my life, getting stabbed in the back is... That happens. That happens. And uh, it's not anyone who watches this podcast either who's done that. So, uh, actually, I don't talk to those people anymore. So, unless you're watching my podcast out of spite or you just want to see how I'm doing. Hello. Uh, But if you are watching it and, you know, I still speak to you today, then, then don't worry. It's not you. Anyways. Let's get into it. Um, that's crazy. I think I name-dropped in the first second there uh, of my notes. I won't be reading that one. Uh, Okay, let's go. So, a solid entourage is a... Oh, I know where it's going. A solid entourage is a thing to behold. Basically, you have a bunch of unskilled, untrained, generally inexperienced losers from the old neighbourhood or someone... Other unknown origin guy who showed up to a think that i know whether this is gonna say to a party and never left okay all swarming around hoping for a stray piece of bunda or a free drink then losers bring around other losers just to show that they know how to party for free always free because none of them bums have a dime in their pockets um so i did think that was going to go a little bit more left but it definitely will uh so my guys know to never bring that entourage around because I'll go up to them and say, explain to me why you're hanging out here for the next six hours while we're working out. Go read a book, get the car washed, pick up the cleaning, just get out of here. You serve no purpose. And technically, I guess that's false because they do serve two purposes. Telling a superstar how great he is and acting as a PhD, which stands for professional... uh. Is that a thing? If I say, like, a weird, uh, inappropriate word on YouTube that gets me to monetize? I don't know if that happens. Well, I don't make money off the podcast yet, so I guess it doesn't matter. But I won't say it. Um, The male fernaylage. Is that English? Fernaylage? Probably not. It just sounds like it. You, you know what I'm saying. Um. Okay. So the professional holders of you PhD. Yeah, so you. Notifications off. Um, so that's what happened to this guy. One day, surrounded by an entourage of grateful holders of the long, and the next day, he's just got me, in an ice bath. So, on to the next part. We tried to do it in your way, but he won't do it. No, you couldn't get him to do it. If a guy wants to try that with me, we won't be working together for long you can screw up your own reputation you're not going to screw up mine yeah Uh, I I think that Tim Grover has a very confronting personality which I like Uh, very straightforward, very blunt and I don't have an issue with it because actually if you you recall an episode that we did a long time ago to be fair, with Drew Burton uh, which you can watch here you haven't forgotten yet, so remember. Um, where he talks about the polite disrespect, potentially it was. Um, essentially it's it's disrespect, but in a fair way. When when Tim Grover tells someone to you know leave because they're going to screw up his reputation, that's that's fine because he actually can do that. Because what are they giving to him? He can replace them. They're very replaceable. So you can leave or just, you know, never come back. Uh, so you can leave or get get up to his level. Uh, he, he's not going to risk his reputation like that. So going on to... Uh, oh yeah, okay. So I have a strict protocol for rehabbing specific injuries and it works. You come to me with complete trust. You follow the rules or you're wasting time and mine. Your time and mine. And, and I've written... There should be notes here where i've said i only trust tim grover for for quite a few things and you know i still haven't met him so yeah uh get angry at me guys but if you've listened to me for a while you know that's a massive uh i wouldn't say goal it's not an explicit goal it's going to be a side thing that happens because of x y and z because i completed x y and z or because i achieved x y and z i'm probably going to meet tim grover because of it or however it happens, I don't think it's because I'm going to be saying, Tim, want to grab a coffee? I don't think that's going to be how it is. Although, I would be lying to say if I haven't tried that, maybe four years ago. But it's fine. It's fine. Tim didn't want to get the coffee. Tim didn't even want to see the message, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to pissed off. Um, so, they could toss me across the court, but if you do that, you better make sure I'm dead because I'm going to get back up and deal with you in ways you cannot begin to comprehend. Now, Tim Grover always asks three things of anyone who walks in his door. Show up, work hard, and listen. Now, now three things, three things that he always keeps true to himself. I wonder what that could be. Maybe the sculpted logo, the three pillars. I like how thinking, if you thought of that, which he probably didn't. But, point being, three things that Tim prides himself on and he uh, expects from everyone is to show up, work hard and listen as simple as that if you can give him all three of those things he can help you if he can't, he can't help you and it's all three it's not two out of three it's not one out of three it's all three show up, work hard, listen done once you've got those three things nailed down you can improve on it You you can improve on anything just show up, work hard, listen bare minimum everything else above that you can easily improve with those three things next thing, he didn't have all the answers and knowing what at stake what was at stake if he pretended he did if you can't be trusted you're gone a cleaner cannot count can count on the few people reading is just not a great thing for me I found out I have dyslexia so mum who says I don't have dyslexia I definitely do because um, she's got it and my sister's got it and I don't know how to read so yeah how's that uh, a cleaner can count on few people and if you're one of them, it means you aren't it. If you're not, watch your back. A cleaner never forgives or forgets. Okay. I never said a cleaner was a model citizen. I said he gets results by any means possible. If that means making, that, if that makes him a bad guy in your eyes, he can live with it. He doesn't care. You don't have to like him. You just have to trust him to finish what he started. If you're already a cleaner, you're probably thinking to yourself, trust, Advice. I don't trust anyone. I don't want any advice. Now, a great reference to that could be an extract from a podcast clip that I made that you can watch here on how your sculpture, your results, your fault, anything that is done to that sculpture is your fault, even if it's advice, if it's good advice, if it's bad advice, whatever that is, that's your fault. So you just watch it here if you like. It's a great little one. Um, now going to the next page there's a lot of notes here and actually I haven't really read much of my notes because I I feel like a lot of them will be personal but learning every detail and nuance of how to do it better than anyone else Uh, okay that's a good point that I made so devotion you can always do something I actually do believe you can always do something like even if it's rest you can have rest that's constructive Uh, also not to say that you can or should just rest 24-7 that would just be it would be self-deprecating but to the point you can always do something whether it's just the reference could even be back to the kobe thing Uh, i talk about this so often right the world is your library and you pick and choose from what you do and you make everything within that library to sculpt yourself and essentially you can always do something whether it's maths homework whether it's computer science whether it's literally going through your photo album whatever it is you can actually warp that in a way to where it's helping you in whatever endeavor you want to go down if you want to do that with me right now let's think about that how could math homework actually help you as an athlete let's say now I also used to think this I used to think I'm in maths right now and I hate it I hate where where could this help me with uh, like in in life is this truly going to help me with anything and I'm like I'm looking at the math homework and then I'd be thinking is this really going to help me and looking back on it. And also in the moment. In the moment I was aware. Because I would see progress in problem solving. Not necessarily maths. Because I wasn't great at maths. Although advanced. I think when I was at the dumb school. But when I was at the smart school. General. But it's fine. Again it? it's fine. I'm not pissed off. Um, I have. Uh, no I'm not. I am. Um, What am I doing? I'm talking about maths. So. Essentially. I would see progress in my problem-solving skills through maths homework. And that's a weird thing to say. But now when I actually reflect and I think about how I've used that in my life to actually help me in football and to help me in, in, in life in general, well, how did I figure out how to move to Germany by myself at 15? How did I then move back to Australia at 15? And then how did I then move up from Australia at the age of 17 and then back at nineteen, and how did I do all that? Well, that no one did that for me. My parents were, were able to guide me, but I still did what I want. There was no one saying, "Nick, you need to do this, you need to do that." Uh, that plane left, and it wasn't it wasn't waiting for me. My parents weren't helping me to you know catch the plane on time when I came back to Australia. Well. That was all down to me and that problem solving, you know, you don't, you may not know the difficulties of living by yourself since in a foreign country at the age of minor. No, I'm not a minor at 17. Are you a minor at 17? I think, I don't think you're a minor at 17, but I'm still young. To do that by myself, you have to have some problem solving skills, especially financially. Like I'm not getting money pumped in my back pocket by my parents. That's all, all me. I'm paying for all my things. So how does that work? Problem solving, maths, I used that as my library. You know, there were points where I did have to do legitimate math. Now, not to say that I was doing Pythagoras theorem, because I also didn't learn that. Um, But the problem solving did actually help me, and I used that. I actually crafted my situation to actually help me. Now, what was the other example? I think photo album. Okay, you're scrolling through your photo album. Maybe it's not the most productive thing in the world, but okay, let's put a spin on it. I'm actually now reflecting for how grateful I am. So, you know, I'm, I'm on the bookshelf. It's a very thin book and there's not much, you know, worthwhile uh, ROI, but I still take it down and this is me going through my photo album. And then I start to think and I start to have these thoughts about, wow, I'm so privileged. Look, I actually had the decision to uh, fly overseas by myself, live overseas in a foreign country because I'm I'm not fighting in a world war right now. I'm not fighting in the trenches of the Ukraine. I'm not fighting in the Middle East. How privileged am I? How privileged am I? So you can spin anything. And, and and that gratitude that I got through going through my photo album, the next person who goes through their photo album is actually just wasting time completely. Now, you could you know argue the matter. I'm wasting time by going through my album. And, and yeah, to a degree, you'd be right. But also, I'm not completely wasting my time. And there will be... Tasks, maintenance tasks, maintenance tasks like that, which will actually be worthwhile. And and what that also can do is it can then give you little moments, little moments where you have these realizations. Now I don't know where your moments of realization are. Quite often for me, it's before I go to bed, and when I'm training, that's when my thoughts come to me the most. But whatever it is for you, it could be going through the photo album, whatever it is. I don't know. But your library, your world, your results, your fall. Craft everything around you to benefit you and what you do. Now, let's go. To cleaners, trusting others is the same as giving up control. Cleaners have this in common. At some point, they learned they could only trust themselves. Yeah. Once you let someone else drive, they're in control of where you go. That's a spot on analogy. Once you let someone else drive, they're in control of where you want to go. You know, if my mom is taken me to training who's to stop her from taking me somewhere else not me unless I was to but I'm not going to do that so point being the person who's driving the car is dictating where you're going to go so why would you let someone's words dictate where you're going to go or someone's advice dictate where you're going to go if it is the right piece of advice then I would heavily construct you uh or, or i would i would say don't just do it because that person said to do it now there would be very few people who i would say uh they said it do it one of them people being for me, for myself okay tim grover says for me to do it okay you know what tim i'll do it but i i genuinely can't think of many other people who i could actually give that much trust when i'm thinking could i trust ronaldo like that actually i don't think i could uh I would like to give Ronaldo the benefit of the doubt to say, you know what, I'd say 99.5% of the time, you're right. But Tim Graver, it's 99.99%. Now, also put a spin on it to say this is where your religion uh, or faith comes into it. You know, you may not see uh, the, the right thing in front of you. You may think that you're going down the wrong path, but trusting that there is uh, a greater plan for that. And and when I talk about that 99.99% that Tim Grover gets right, first of all, Tim Grover, I love you. I appreciate your work, but you're definitely not that high. Uh, but there is one guy who is much, much higher than that. And I believe that's God. But there is a very good quote that I want to get up for you, which is, and I quote, this is not my words, Lord, take my feet where you want them to be. Now, in the moment when you're thinking about controlling everything, yes, you control. You know, what? What? Watch this one. So, AirPod. I controlled my actions. That was down to me. But you know what? At the same time, the person who dictated me doing that, as much as I did that movement, the person who's got that whole plan for me, every single movement of Nick Craddockfield in his life is all already written down. The next word that I just said then it was already written down. So the faith that I have there helps me give up a little bit of that control that I so desperately seek, because sometimes there's moments where I'm thinking I've got no control in this situation. What am I going to do? What's going to happen next? Now I'm looking for, for the for the ways to control it. I'm looking how do I control this situation? How do I get the best out of it? Sometimes you just got to trust. Got to trust God. Now, what I will bring to that is another quote, which is, I believe, work as if God wasn't watching, but trust as if He was. No, that's not what it is. But essentially, I did speak with this with Jeff Volpus in this episode. And it was essentially about how when you work as if God hasn't got you, but then trust that he has. Now, again, I am 100% butchering that. But point B, you got to work hard still because as much as we can say, you know, oh, God's got me. Relax. Tools down. It's not tools down. It's not tools down, Okay. You're doing God a disservice by not actually going all out. That's bordering on the line of like kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie. So having that much faith that, you know, I can just sit here all day and I'm gonna I'm gonna become whatever I want because God's got me. Yeah, okay, to a degree. But that means if you're just gonna relax and, and do whatever you want, the plan that God has for you isn't what you would hope it is, or is it what you would think it is then? So I would, and also, you could say the exact same argument to me. You could say that, I'm working so hard right now, and I'm working so diligently, but the plan for you, is completely separate from what you're doing now. Sure, you could say that, and you can also say that to the lazy person, reversing it on the reverse, to how they're doing nothing now, but you know what, God's going to make them do something in the future. So, uh, to sum that point up, trust, Try to control. Control what you can control. But when there are things outside of your control, it's fine. But still continue to work for the things that are in your control. Now, that's a crazy thing to say. Okay. A cleaner views people as if they're tools. Each with a unique indispend- indispensable qualities. A hammer can destroy it or it can build it. A knife in the wrong hands can kill you. But if in a doctor's hand, it can kill you. Your wrench... Doesn't do the job of a drill. It only does what a wrench is supposed to do. You're only as good as the tools you've chosen. Your ability to use them to their maximum potential. That's a cleanest talent. Gathering the best possible assets, placing them exactly where they have to be. And if necessary, moving them into specific situations for his benefit. That's like a CEO. The leadership skills that a CEO has is uh, arranging all the tools. Now, obviously, I don't like to refer to people as tools, but in the analogy Let's say a kinder way to uh, explain people or to frame people could be a chessboard. Uh, Even in that, to be fair, you're reacting to the situation. The chessboard of life, maybe it's not a bad analogy. I think you could say a chessboard there. All right. Cleaners make changes just for the sake of change. Am I guilty of that? Yes. Have I said that before to do that? Yes, I have purposely said, purposely said, that oh, was stupid. I have said in episodes, do difficult things for the sake of doing them. And at the time, I also didn't know why that was so important. I didn't realize why that was so important. Later on, then I listened to the episode with Andrew Human, and David Goggins, where the AMCC then was introduced to me which I then made an episode about here, which is about like reprogramming your brain or something like that. Whatever it is. Another another little um, qu- quote, I guess you could say. Uh, essentially, doing things for the sake of doing it. Cleaners rarely make a change. I've butchered that so hard. That also makes me look so stupid. It actually says cleaners rarely make changes for the sake of change. Now, I just said, they do. Now, let's get some context. They recognize what works and they stick with it as long as it keeps working. There's your context. A cleaner's not going to change something if it's been working. But what I was saying is that I will change the way I'm doing something to reinforce that confirmation. So I will confirm the way I'm doing something with change that is going to purposely confirm my way of doing it. So I was accentuating that. Without the context, makes no sense because it's contradictory, but with the context, they recognize what works. Cleaners rarely make changes just for the sake of change. My uh, explanation was I will change things for the sake of changing it only if it's confirming that I'm doing the right thing. That's the difference. That does make me look like a bit of a mug. But I hope that you see what I've said there. Okay. When you're an A-plus person, you want A-plus people around you and everyone has to be accountable for doing A-plus work. Boom. Keeping people accountable is very, very important. Uh, and, and, and with full transparency. When it comes to... Giving giving your best, my accountability level is, is up here, up here. I will always expect the same from someone of which I give. Right, I've said that many times. But when it comes to performance and sometimes things that are outside of someone someone's control, I, I'll struggle with that. When it comes to uh like different different things outside of just effort, it, it's it's a much harder thing for someone to control. Therefore, if I'm a if I'm a B b person and i've got an a plus person always pulling me into line how do i get to that a plus honestly this is something i'm still working on right now i don't know completely the step-to-step guide to get to that a plus person in in a very difficult situation situation where there's no blueprint there's no uh one size fix all it, it's always individual and that is tough effort anyone can be a plus in effort it's very easy to be a plus in effort and I've hope that I'm a testimony to that. Because if you knew me before football, you'd be thinking this guy's a joke. It's not going to be anything. And you know what? Who's to say I am now? I'm just saying effort is very, very easy to do at any level. If you can be an A-plus at effort, oh, it's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. Now, let's go. Next pages. Let's just see where we're at. I've been rambling. Jeez. All right. So, Uh, He did A, B, and C. Of course he did. That's trust. I don't need to be the center of things. I just want to do my job and get out of the way. What I'm doing, it's right. I'm always... uh, I definitely got dyslexia. So, if I'm doing it right, I'm always around and you'll never see me. The truth is simple. It requires no explanation, analysis, rationale, or excuse. It's just a simple statement that leaves no doubts. I love the truth. Um, uncomfortable truths I don't have a problem with it you know call me whatever you want if it's true I'll listen to it if it's not you don't know me well enough and that's completely fine whatever one it is I'm not going to take offense to it and that that's where it's at like it's a very very easy filter uh, surface level but when it happens like don't get me wrong you say an uncomfortable truth to me and I don't get offended by it I'm, I'm that's that's I don't know if many people can ever get to that level where literally anything in the world said to them that's an uncomfortable truth to them wouldn't offend them. Maybe 99% of the time it may not offend them, but that 1% of the time, it's like, yeah, that one really stung. And that may be an insecurity. I'm not saying that I'm at that 99%. I may be at the 50. I may be at the 60. Who's, Who's to measure that? I don't know. But I will say if it's true, even if it's tough to hear, I, I I won't really try and reason my way out of it unless I'm ignorant to it, okay? If I've got a blind spot to it and you said, oh, Nick, did you know that if you do this and you've been doing this, it actually doesn't help you and, and, and you know what, that's why you failed at this. And I'm like, no, if it wasn't because of that and, and if they're right and they prove me to be right and that's an uncomfortable thing for me, I'm just going to have to put my hands up and I go, yeah, actually, you are right you are right now typically these guys we don't want to admit when we're wrong and i'll be the first person to say have i tried to get myself out of a situation where i'm like oh yeah i can probably trick this person into believing that i knew that i was wrong the whole time even though they've actually just exposed that i was wrong and i didn't know about it yeah maybe i've done that like once or twice definitely like not today or this morning whether that happened with me and my sister but that's irrelevant uh so yes there will be these situations, and I'm not to say that I'm any any better than you. I don't know where you're at, but I do believe that I'm aware of these uncomfortable truths, but truth is typically very simple that doesn't require much analysis or rationale or excuse. It's simple, all right? Be the one who looks the cleaner straight in the eye and tells him what everyone else is afraid to say. That's tough. That's tough, not just because of the repercussions uh, in terms of how immediate repercussions if you say that to someone but also then how you're perceived if you don't want to be perceived as someone confrontational but you say confrontational things you're confrontational pretty simple uh so to be a cleaner to be a true cleaner you have to be confrontational i would say that's probably one of my biggest weaknesses i don't want I, i've said support i'm naturally a people pleaser not the best trait to have as someone who wants to be successful i'll say that first first person is that hands up that's that's me. I was born. I don't know if I was born a people pleaser, but I've been pleasing. Pe- I have trying. I have tried to please uh, humans. No, that's still not. I don't know if I can get away out of that right now. Um, I was a people pleaser for most of my life, and to to this day, I would still say that I am a people pleaser. It's not the great, yeah crazy anyways so a cleaner isn't a people pleaser definitely not definitely not that's what i've got to work on and it it comes with how do i want to be perceived is it worth me being perceived as someone who's a bit of um a ph no yeah the the d on phd is is that what i want to be perceived as in the uh the career that i want to pursue yeah, actually, I probably have to. Even though I may not want to, there will be a degree of which I have to. Uncomfortable truth? Yes. Is it a truth? I think so. I think so. Uh, no. Yeah. Let's go on to the next page. Truth takes one sentence. Easy. I have my methods, and I know they work. Let me do this. I'll tell Tim Grover. You know, show up, work hard maybe, and listen. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Uh, Clean the law. Surround yourself with those who want to succeed. Who want you to succeed. Crazy. Uh, who recognize what it takes to be successful. People who don't pursue their own dreams probably won't encourage you to pursue yours. They'll tell you everything negative. Every negative thing they tell themselves. Yeah, fair. Follow their instincts and fix the situation later if they're wrong. Uh, I'll give you context to that one. Cleaners trust very few people that almost always rather follow their instincts and fix the situation later if they're wrong. Uh, I recently had a chat with someone about this and I won't disclose who, but they were trying to convince me to do something which was very, uh, it was a big thing. They were trying to convince me of a big thing and I said to them, you know what? I appreciate everything that was spoken about. I do want to reinstate this. You may be right. What you want me to do may be right. But I don't feel comfortable making your decision only off what you've said. Because my results are my fault. And if I'm going purely off what you're saying, even though I believe it's something different, then my failure will be You know, it's very easy for me then to say, oh, it was because he told me to do so. I don't want that, uh, I don't want that result. Even if he is right, I would rather fail knowing that I should have done that, if that makes sense. So even if that guy is right, I would rather be wrong. And that's not out of ego. Uh, That's actually out of me knowing what's right or wrong and, and, and saying, you know what? you made me a better person not because I joined not because I listened to your advice but because I didn't listen to your advice and what that told me was X, Y, and Z and that's not also to always listen to this advice because that person's advice won't be 100% every time okay but it's to okay well maybe in this situation again this is what I would do but that's not to say that's going to work every time That's the thing, right? There will never be a situation in a group of 100 people where if that person giving those 100 people advice, maybe it's going to work for one of them. Maybe it's going to work for two of them. Now, if you try that on another day, on another week, whatever it is, maybe it's three out of the 100 is going to work. And then another year later, guess what? 100 out of 100, it worked for them. So how do we truly quantify that? How do we truly get our heads around that? Honestly, the answer is we don't and that is where you get the faith, that's where I would say you get the faith from, right, it's like okay, out of my control but, important part here, is my result my fault you know, I, I trust that there is a purpose for me here I don't know what it is, I can't see it uh, something that Christian Pulisic said once was he said that uh, he often prays God praise to god saying that help me see it from your perspective that's it think about it help me see it from your perspective not help me achieve xyz but just help me see it from your perspective because you've got you've got the whole script in front of you if i knew that that was actually going to help me become xyz then you know what i'd be i'd be calm with that decision but because i don't see the whole plan in front of me because i don't see the consequences yet i'm like where do i go where do i go i don't know so is it this way this way or that way help me Lord to see it from your perspective it's a great thing I use it quite often I I, lo- I love that All right uh they trust me why because I give them a straight answer I, f- I think I've also said this before first thing I did uh first thing I do at most clubs I, I try to go to is I, I try and find someone who I know will tell me the facts because a lot of the time people want to like wrap in cotton wool I want to hear the facts. It's fine. If it's uncomfortable, just tell me straight up what the sitch is, you know, tell me what the situation is. I think it's a better way of doing it. You don't want to be lied to because that creates, uh, unaware delusion. You want purposeful delusion, right? You want delusion that you know is actually going to help you achieve that goal because you're better off for believing it than if you weren't. Okay. But, uh, unaware delusion which is probably delusion in itself. I don't have to say unaware delusion, but, you know, I like creating words. So, because I've got purposeful delusion in there, we probably have to have um, unaware delusion as well. So, unaware delusion is not good because then you start to leave stones unturned and it, it, it just puts you in a worse spot. So, you want that purposeful delusion. You want to be aware of your delusions, essentially. Now, last page. Now what? No. It's all good. Um, that's it. That is chapter Summon of Relentless, and we've only got those two chapters. Wait, is it two chapters? I swear it was two chapters. I don't know. Maybe I got dyslexia and I'm blind. I don't know. Oh yeah, not two chapters. Not blind. That's good. Um, yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we're almost there. Almost through Relentless, and it's only taken us like. Seven months, which is fine. Um, but, anyways, I'll catch you on the next episode.